This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Feels and by ExpressVPN. So it's a common refrain to see something that's gnarly in a very specific way and remark, "That's so metal." Mm-hmm. Thing happens, that's so metal. But really, that's so metal. It's reserved for stuff that's like one uh, extremely excessive and two extremely dark. But also three extremely cool. Mm-hmm. All of that is obviously pretty subjective, but uh, digging up your uncle's corpse and turning his torso, or at least what's left of it, into a guitar is pretty metal. Yeah, I think that uh, yeah, w- if you sent this off to the judges of pretty fucking metal, then I think that this would win. They would get the approval. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would have said pretty fucking metal, but it's the first minute of a YouTube video. They don't really like those R-rated curse words in the first minute. So we could have made it 30 seconds in. I, I really held out the feels on the sponsor, so uh, yeah. hopefully we're okay. Feels. <laughs> Dag nabbit, we cussed. Well, anyways, luckily we have sponsors on the video, so yeah. it's fine. But yes, a man in Florida, no less... Has a appar- Florida man. Yes, has apparently crafted a playable electric guitar out of the bones of his deceased uncle. The man who he says was the one who first introduced him to metal music. From the Instagram account of artist Prince Midnight on January 26th. So, my uncle Philip died in the 90s and donated his body to science. However, the schools in Greece discontinued using actual skeletons, and he ended up in a box in a cemetery that the family has had to pay rent on. Permanent grave was $150,000. So, we finally made the move to bring him to the U.S. Happy to be reunited. So, okay, he's got the bones. What next? Mm -hmm. Well, a few days later, he posted this to Instagram. As many of you know, my uncle Philip was a big metalhead and very influential to me growing up. Since repatriating his remains, I've struggled with what to do with them. I have decided that I will be turning Uncle Philip into the first actual human skeleton guitar so he can continue to shred forever. (laughs) What a loving send-off. What then follows is several Instagram posts detailing the process of actually turning a skeleton torso into a functional guitar, which is a little more complicated than you might Mm -hmm. guess. This includes uh, adding a steel rod and steel brackets for stability, and also plenty of soldering and drilling. Uh, Here's a fun fact you probably didn't want to know. According to Prince Midnight, drilling bone smells worse than soldering wires. Lovely. Nice. And sure enough, after about a week of work, the Skellicaster was born. Here's Prince Midnight playing it. Yeah, okay, not, not exactly shredding, but to be fair, the ribcage blocks anything higher than the 13th fret, so you're mostly probably just going to be playing power chords in this thing. It uh, looks difficult to play. Yeah, anyways, once Prince Midnight's Skellicaster started going a bit viral, Huffington Post reached out to him for an interview, and he provided a few more details. Now, for instance, uh, he had wanted to use his uncle's skull as the headstock of the guitar, but uh, unfortunately, it was too damaged. Damn. Get out the Gorilla Glue. Yeah, that's It works true. on skulls. It does. Also, due to the nature of this little project, Prince Midnight says that he is forbidden by law from ever selling it, which is probably a good thing. It's priceless. Yeah. Uh, He also told Huffington Post about how this idea went over when he brought it up with his mother. Uh, Quote, at first she said it was sacrilegious and the work of the devil. You know how moms are. (laughs) But I asked her, Uncle Philip was the biggest metalhead of anybody. Where would he rather be? In the ground or shredding? She said shredding. Well, there you go. Uh, In another interview with CBC Radio's As It Happens, Prince Midnight said, I feel like Uncle Phil is not just here now figuratively. He's here literally, too. I'm literally giving my Uncle Phil hugs while he's figuratively with me, creating, you know, heavy metal riffs. Love that his name's Uncle Phil. Uh, (laughs) Uncle Phil. Yeah. This story has understandably been reported on by outlets around the world because it's so unusual and morbid and taboo. 
But the reporting on it in Prince Midnight's native Tampa, Florida, has been a bit less credulous. From the Tampa Bay Times. Now, some might say that a story about a guy turning his uncle's bones into a guitar because the Orthodox religion doesn't want people cremated sounds like an obvious hoax. But imagine the effort that would take. It would require a man masquerading as Prince Midnight, real name supposedly Iago Onyx, making up a detailed backstory about his life as a longtime musician in the Tampa metal scene, and giving multiple interviews in character, going all the way back to a September episode of the local show Grand National Championships. That would mean he was setting the stage for this for months, including recording an entire EP as Prince Midnight and getting it on Spotify and screen printing Prince Midnight merchandise that he posted photos of on Prince Midnight's Instagram account, which has actively been posting for months, including photos of the cemetery he worked with to recover Uncle Philip, just like his Facebook and Twitter accounts. Yeah, have to be some kind of comedic savant, right? It continues. On top of all that groundwork, this supposed prankster would still have to build an actual functioning guitar out of a skeleton. That can't be easy, and he'd have to have the audacity to believe that journalists would not see his insane wig as a glaring red flag. Who would go through all that just to prank the news? I mean, sure, there is one guy, Odalin Ozare, the Tampa resident who holds the Guinness World Records for world's tallest hat and longest acrylic nails. That man is Doug Dimadome, <laughs> and I will not have this other Tampa resident besmirch his name. Ozare has been similarly accused of creating a fake persona as a dandy hat maker to get on the news, and he bears a striking resemblance to Prince Midnight, who also bears a striking resemblance to Justin Arnold, the Tampa resident who once pranked Tampa Bay Times newspaper into publishing a photo of a two-headed alligator on the cover. <laughs> that must be a coincidence, though, right? Mm. The Tampa Bay Times reached out to Ozare Thursday to ask if he knows this fellow Tampa artist, Prince Midnight, or had any thoughts on the craftsmanship of his guitar. Quote, no, I only really listen to Babs, Ozari said, referencing Barbara Streisand. Looks dreadful. And yeah, I mean, it sure does look like Prince Midnight is the same guy as uh, Odalyn Ozair, uh, a very dandyish looking fellow who did in fact end up in the Guinness Book of World Records for both the world's tallest hat, refuse to believe it's not Doug Dimadome, and the world's longest acrylic fingernails, which seems like something you could just do and not really... They, I mean... I guess with the hat, too, you just got to build it. Yeah. It's like how everyone has the world's longest pizza or biggest pizza, like, every year. Yeah, the Guinness records, we've talked about this, but it's yeah. kind of a joke these days. Mm -hmm. Now, those records got him plenty of attention in the local press and local morning news shows, along with opportunities like throwing out the first pitch for the local minor league team, the Bradenton Marauders. And he also apparently sent a bunch of news outlets this fake picture of a two-headed alligator under the name Justin Arnold. So, is the skeleton guitar legit? Is it real? But the backstory is a lie? Is it just some random skeleton cadaver that this guy got a hold of? Or is it a replica skeleton, not a skeleton at all? Whatever the case, uh, Prince Midnight or Odalyn Azar or Justin Arnold uh, seems to be really good at getting himself in the news. Mm -hmm. And this latest stunt is a pretty brilliant way to bring attention to himself and, by extension, Prince Midnight's self-titled album that was released just a few weeks ago. And uh, I listened to it. If you're curious... It's metal, but has lots of vibraphone, which is an instrument mostly found in, like, very mellow jazz music from, like, the 60s mm -hmm. and some classical music. So it's certainly uh, unique. Yeah. It's similar to, like, a xylophone. It's like all these, like, chugging riffs is like... Boop, 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 boop. The, the Tampa metal scene has always had a bit of, like, like showmanship or, like, you know, trying to get on the news to get any kind of notoriety. There was... Mm. When I was in late high school, maybe just out of high school, there was a band from Tampa called Hell on Earth. And they were going to be the first band to ever have someone kill themselves on stage. But it was, according to the news stories, it was someone who was about to die. 
Like they were uh, terminally ill okay. and they wanted to have, do the right to die thing. They're like, well, come on stage and do it. And that way somehow it'll be legal. And then we'll get a bunch of notoriety by being like the most be- metal band ever by getting someone to kill themselves on stage. Uh, that was also weird. And then a couple of years later, not really metal, but so in the same it, it scene. it didn't happen? No, no. No, there was outrage. No. Lots of outrage. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Years later, not really, but somewhat tangential to the metal scene was uh, uh, that Tri-Devil girl who had the three oh, boobs. Oh, yeah, Jasmine tri Jasmine Lie-Devil. Yeah. She did not, <laughs> she did not have, three have three boobs. boobs. That's not possible. And then, of course, you have the Cannibal Corpse guy lives uh, in oh, Tampa. Yeah. Well, I think he lives in prison now. But, yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is like, it's Tampa is like our little uh, Norwegian black metal. Like, all the craziest metal shit seems to happen there. But just for attention. So not like Tampa's in some ways the Florida of Florida is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I'd say that. That's, that's pretty accurate. Okay. Well, the more you know. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of scammers and grifters, uh, we're still awaiting updates on fake doctor Malachi Love Robinson, who got into scamming again after almost immediately being released from prison. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, here's a new character. Officer Vincent Richardson of the Chicago Police Department. Like a lot of cops these days, when he's not out patrolling the streets for crime, he likes to let loose on TikTok with various videos featuring him dancing around in uniform. Also, he's not actually a cop. No, he's bum, a fake cop. Bum, 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 Cops love posting on TikTok. Yeah. I don't like it. Anyway, the fact that Vincent Richardson dressed up head to toe as a cop and repeatedly did stuff like pull people over and direct traffic is pretty concerning. But what's especially wild about this guy is that he's been at it for a very long time. Uh, The 26-year-old was arrested last week for a handful of incidents impersonating a cop. But the first time he got caught doing this was 12 years ago in 2009 when Richardson was just 14 years old. Hey, rookie. (laughs) (laughs) From a 2009 Chicago Tribune article. The boy who has been charged as a juvenile for impersonating an officer walked into the Grand Crossing District Station, 7040 South Cottage Grove Ave, dressed in a Chicago police uniform. Police spokeswoman Monique Bond said, The boy who reported for duty around 1.30 p.m. partnered with another police officer for about five hours. The boy identified himself as an officer from another district, but was detailed for the day to Grand Crossing and also was savvy enough to sign out a police radio and a ticket book, according to the source. The source also said the boy went on traffic stops with the officer he went on the street with. After his tour was over, a ranking officer became suspicious of the boy. Police said the officer discovered the teen was not a real police officer when he couldn't produce any credentials. The boy was wearing police-issued pants, shirt, vest, sweater, and skullcap, police said. Five hours. And like he, he was involved in an arrest. Uh, Boy, later, the older I get, the younger these new rookies start looking. It later came out, like, the the woman who was assigned as, like, a partner, like, she had him drive the cop car at one point. He's 14 years old. You're doing a great job. Wow. Yeah. And that he, so he was involved in, like, the young police... Uh, police ex- athletic police or ex- something? Police explorers or whatever, like, the... Basically, like, Boy Scouts for little narcs who want to become cops when they grow up. So he knew the names of all, like, a ton of cops in the area. So he's just like, yeah, so I was over, I work at the other department with blah, 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 blah. And they're like, all right, yeah, seems like a cop to me. I mean. Get in the car. (laughs) That's believable. I don't think he had a gun at any point, but. uh, Did he already have a mustache? Because I know, like. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, there's always, like, one or two kids at middle school. Yeah. Or, like, early high school that have full-blown mustaches. Can you imagine being, like, 14? Just, (laughs) I'm a cop now. That was easy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this obviously has some uh, pretty crazy parallels to 17-year-old Malachi Love Robinson roaming the halls of a hospital for an entire month dressed as a fake doctor. But it's somehow even crazier because it's a 14-year-old successfully impersonating a cop. I just, it's insane to me that they were like, 
Okay, I guess this is my partner today. Yeah, all right, sure. <laughs> Go for a ride-along, kid. Yeah. Welcome to the forest. Yeah. Uh, he told the Chicago Tribune at the time, quote, I was really looking to make my community safer. I feel like, honestly, that I was put on Earth to make my community safer, and I saw an opportunity, and I feel like that was my destiny. <laughs> Which is very similar to when Malachi Leverons is like, I've been a doctor for years. I'm a doctor. At some point, did the 14-year-old that was like stop his partner and be like, don't shoot the guy. It might just be a wallet. Did he save any lives or anything like that? Doesn't sound like it. Oh. Uh, and like with Dr. Love, Vincent Richardson got off mostly with a slap on the wrist the first time uh, since he was a minor. If you're under 18, you won't be doing any uh, time. If, you do, if you're going to do crimes, <laughs> do them before you turn 18. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then he just proceeded to keep on impersonating the police well into adulthood. And also, uh, he changed things up a bit just months after that first incident by pretending to be a businessman at a Lexus dealership so he could test drive a car, which he ended up crashing. But the, that, this is what's, I'm, okay, uh, Malachi's a bit different, but I feel like if this kid wanted to be a cop, he could have been a cop. Yeah, he can't anymore because he's got, like, well, felonies. Well, yeah, I know, but, like, after that first one, it's like, all right, well, look. He literally pleading, pleading his case, he just really wanted to be a cop, and now he's old enough to be a cop. G- give him a shot or whatever. But, yeah, it's too late now. If he had just waited four more years, he could have, like, fast-tracked into the force. But eh, kids are all antsy. Easy. They just want to get going, you know? Look, I kid, guess. look, kid, you got moxie. I'll give you that. You know what? You could stay. How the hell are you retiring by 35 years old? Well, I started when I was 14 years old. Yeah. Uh, anyways, a few years later at age 19, he was arrested again at a store that supplies uniforms to the CPD for impersonating a cop and trying to buy a police uniform and supplies. And it almost worked until an employee got a little suspicious and Googled his name and saw that he was the fake uh, kid cop from a few years earlier. Wait, hold on. Wait. <laughs> we got a celebrity in the store. Uh, that incident actually landed him in prison for 18 months. But then in 2014, while still on parole, he was arrested again in another police impersonation incident, sending him back to jail for another four months. And just a few months after being released from that stint in jail, he was arrested along with another man, both of whom were dressed up like cops. That was felony number two. And uh, yeah, now he's been arrested yet again, this time for multiple police impersonation incidents in just the past month, Mm -hmm. including conducting a traffic stop and searching a vehicle. And it sounds like at this point, the local PD, they just Google this guy on a regular basis to see if he's, a, if he's up to his bullshit again. So uh, the TikTok videos probably let them know that he was indeed back on that bullshit. And also, uh, one of those TikTok videos is of Vincent Richardson at a shooting range, dressed as a cop, firing a handgun, which he's definitely not allowed to be doing due to his previous felony convictions, which make possession of a firearm illegal mm-hmm. in this country. Uh, so, yeah, this guy, he's a prolific offender for being just 26 years old. He thinks he's on one side of law, but he's clearly not. And we can't imagine a judge is going to be handling this former kid cop with kid gloves. You know, the one time he's not pretending to be a cop when he's in prison. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a cop! Wait, no, no! <laughs> I was impersonating him. No, no. I hate cops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, that hurt. I hurt to say. Yeah, fuck, fuck police, right? <laughs> I hate those guys. Yeah. Uh, moving on to glue news, uh, which is a recurring theme <laughs> yeah. now, specifically Gorilla Glue news. In a few previous episodes last week, we talked about Tessica Brown, the woman who used Gorilla Glue spray instead of hairspray and accidentally turned her head into a helmet for over a month before eventually getting a plastic surgeon to undo the damage. Well, a lot of people didn't take Tessica's story seriously and thought she was exaggerating for clout. And one such person, a guy named Len Martin, decided to demonstrate how trivial Tessica's Gorilla Glue situation was by trying the Gorilla Glue Challenge himself. Um, here's a clip. That shit ain't true. I'm gonna show y'all something. I got some Gorilla Glue right here. Super Glue real. 
watch out. I'm gonna take it, put it on this cup, put it in my mouth. Then I'm gonna be the liquid and get it off. It's easy. Gorilla glue garbage. Tell you now. Watch out. Put it on here. So the caption for that video reads, I thought that chick with the Gorilla Glue was making that story up. But no, it's real. I don't know why I tried it. Now they're, t now they're talking about cutting the tip of my lips off in surgery. Oh. Y'all pray for me. And yeah, here he is apparently in the hospital oh. with that red Solo cup just still attached to his <laughs> lips underneath a fucking surgical mask. Uh, while a doctor uh, seems to be explaining what a fucking idiot he is to him. We have better things to do. Yeah, we're in the middle of a pandemic, buddy. This is this is. Stop all uh, TikTok and YouTube challenges. We need to shut uh, full and complete shutdown of TikTok. And no, no, figure no, out no. What the hell is I'm, going I'm on. hooked now. It's like cigarettes. That yeah. all my videos now they've switched from home improvement to um, um, back cracking and neck cracking chiropractor videos. My wife posted a TikTok like a couple days ago, and it's gotten more views than like her entire YouTube channel yeah. has in its entire like span. I posted a little, I, I know I made an offspring joke in this episode, but I posted yeah. an offspring joke on there and it has like 80,000 views. Yeah. And every day comments. Just but are like, they oh, like, are they like Facebook views where it's like, if you scroll past it, that's a view? I don't know. It's, I haven't checked the analytics, but I, it has a ton of comments and reactions yeah. and stuff on it. So uh, I guess it is the future. We're we need just, to hire like a, 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 young, a young hip TikTok uh, social media person that just cuts clips out of our video and puts them up there. Yeah. We're too horizontal, though. Gotta yeah. get, we got to get vertical. Yeah. One of us needs to stand on each other's shoulders. <laughs> we do, do a TikTok news. Yeah, we just need to do like a talking heads show like on VH1. You just split yeah. us in the middle and then cut back and forth. Yeah. But uh, yeah, back to this guy who glued a fucking solo cup to his lips. Uh, apparently, he also previously enjoyed a tiny bit of viral fame for participating in the ice cream challenge, which, again, not really a challenge. It was just that thing where assholes were going to the grocery store and like <laughs> opening up ice cream containers and licking it. So, yeah, sounds about right. But um, I don't know. This is all starting to feel like uh, viral marketing for Gorilla Glue. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's as strong as they, they say it is. Yeah, I think I've only seen a couple like super like mean-spirited things on there. It's, it has a, You just like click the not interested button. Oh, on TikTok? Yeah, and it gets it all out of there. And then it, you, I just get right back into how to not let 2x4 uh, split when you drill into them. I, I love that shit. I love watching <laughs> videos of like power tools I will never own. Yeah. Like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, that's how they do uh, dovetail joints. You know what's great? <laughs> Laves. I can yeah. watch a lathe all day. Yeah. Very relaxing. <laughs> yeah. The other night I couldn't sleep. I watched like five hours of uh, this old house. Yeah. And I, and I, I couldn't sleep because I was, I was super into it. Like, <laughs> I put this on to make me fall asleep. And I, yeah. I'm very invested in how this house turns out. Yeah, it was funny. I got like <laughs> a, a, a new dresser or whatever and it had like the dovetail joints on it. I was like, no, that's quality craftsmanship. Yeah. I know what that is now. <laughs> you won't find any of that made in China. It's so funny. The older generations are just like, yeah, kids these days, they don't know anything about the dovetail joints or no. power tools or anything. It's like, you didn't teach me any of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dad. Yeah, Dad. I learned. I didn't learn it from you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, before we get into the headlines half of this show, this episode is sponsored by Feels. Mm. Do you experience stress? Yes. Or have anxiety? Yep. Chronic pain? Yep. Sure. Yes. Trouble sleeping at least once a week? I know uh, I yeah, do. At least. You're not alone. Many of us do, especially these days. Our job involves spending our entire day sitting in a chair doom scrolling, and that comes with a side order of back pain and stress and difficulty going to bed at a decent hour. Plus, I was I did mountain biking like jumps this week. 
I was destroyed the entire next day. I didn't crash or anything, but my body felt like it was put through the ringer. You're not Tony Hawk. No. I'm sure he feels it too. Yeah. Uh, anyways, thank God for Feels. Uh, feels is a CBD delivered directly to your door. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Just place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. A thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. So leave room to experiment over the course of a week or so. Uh, you may need to take more or less to get the effects you're after. And if you're new to CBD, Fields offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. Or if you just want someone to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> lonely times nowadays. <laughs> uh, Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, no hangover, no addiction. So join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Feels has us feeling our best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash weird and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That is F-E-A-L-S.com slash weird to get uh, to become a member and get 50% off taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash weird. And this episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want random passersby looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Did you know that your internet service provider knows every single website you visit? And what's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. We use ExpressVPN on all of our devices. It works on everything, phones, laptops, even routers. So if someone's sharing your Wi-Fi, guess what? They're still protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN and they won't even notice a speed change. And the best part is using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing that bathroom door. Mm -hmm. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others. So if you're like us and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird today. That's our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird, and you can get an extra three months free expressvbn.com slash weekly weird. All right, let's get into the weirdest headlines from the past week. Headlines. Starting with teen reunited with pet rooster lost at Alabama Cracker Barrel after Civil War reenactment. There's a lot going on there. Siri, show me the most Southern news headline in the world. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, I fucking miss Cracker Barrel. It's been a long time. I think I was with you the last time I went to a Cracker Barrel. I think that's the only time I've been to a Cracker Barrel. Was... Oh, I used to live near one in Florida, but yeah. Yeah, they don't have them out here. I've only been there in like the middle of Arizona uh -huh. or like New Mexico, like driving that, just the worst drive ever, driving <laughs> across the Southwest. But then you get that uh, Southern Fried Steak. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of cool. Uh, like, How y'all doing? Y'all ain't from around here, are you? Yeah, you, get, got, get you boys ain't nice from around here. Hey, you know, on your way out, if you see any wicker furniture, you might want to take <laughs> Or home. a gigantic checkerboard. Yeah, we got stuff. We got every Wooly Wooly in existence. It's right back there in the gift shop. But yeah, this, this, this teenager, he had his pet rooster. Mm -hmm. He went to his Civil War reenactment, and afterwards they got a hankering for some Cracker Barrel. They went to the Cracker Barrel. He tied up his rooster outside. But when it came back out, no rooster. Probably stolen. Uh, no, he, this crafty rooster. I don't know how it got out, but he, he put up the alarm on Facebook, and there was a, an effort by the whole local community to track down this rooster, and they, they were reunited. I'm glad that he got his rooster back. Yeah. And he probably, I'll tell you what, probably got like a, you know, for crying about the pet rooster, probably got a dad's root beer from the gift shop at Cracker Barrel. And, uh, oh, shook. Yeah. <laughs> a nice... Uh, rooster. 
Yeah, a nice like sheep's wool blanket. Uh, all I love a restaurant with a gift shop. Tell you what, this wicker chair here, it's been out here for two years. No one's buying it. You can have it. <laughs> you can have the wicker chair. Well, you know, the wicker chairs out front are great because they allow people to wait in comfort and you can sell them. Yeah. Now, you, you looked like you were enjoying yourself sitting in that wicker chair right there. You know, it's the small things I miss with this pandemic. <laughs> like going to Cracker Barrel and playing gigantic checkers in, in a wicker chair. Yeah. Mm. I just, the name Cracker Barrel is just so white. <laughs> It's the, like the whitest possible name they could come up it's with. It's great. It feels like you're in an old barn. They got a fucking fireplace in the middle of it on almost every single one of them. Yeah. And they got that, that game where you play with the, you move the golf uh, pins oh, around. Pins, yeah. 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 It's, I, it stimulates I the could, mind before you completely. I mean, I, I would enough. love to eat in any restaurant right now. Cracker Barrel or what. Like, I'd eat at fucking Chili's right now. Oh, be man. A treat. I, I was thinking oh, about that the God. other day. <laughs> I get to order. I, well, I, actually, I think at Chili's, they now use iPads, which yeah. fucking sucks. But, yeah, I was saying, like, we said this before, but, like, once the pandemic is finally over, it will literally be the roaring 20s. Yeah. People are going to get thrown out of Chili's every hour on the hour. Yeah. They're going to have to stop their two-for-one always happy hour at Chili's. It's going to get wild. It's going to get wild. And other news, the Tokyo Olympics chief thinks it's annoying how much women talk in board meetings. And he has lost. Yeah, he's, he, we, he, he has resigned. Yes. From, this guy was the prime minister of Japan for like a year in the early 2000s. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they were like, it like started, this started off so innocent. It's just like, hey, uh, we should try to increase the number of women on like the Olympics board because it's like pretty low right now. And he's mm-hmm. like. Okay, well, here's sure, the problem. Sure, yeah, we should do that. But here's the thing: like, we need stricter rules about like how long people can talk in meetings. Because if we add more women, like the women, they're just gonna be yak, 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 and women be talking. You know, so uh, that's my only complaint about it. Why? Like, what did I say? Why is everyone looking at me like that? This guy's also like 90 years old. Yeah. Like he's just like extremely old Japanese man in charge of the Tokyo Olympics, which mm-hmm. like might not even happen anymore. And. Just decides to like say some uh, some real old school like 1950s era sexist shit. It's like, all right, I'll, I'll I'll apologize to everyone, but I'm sending in my surrogate to do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've hired a man to apologize to everyone in the room. Uh, you can give my surrogate 50 lashes. <laughs> I will be. He will be taking else. the beating for yeah. me. Man dies after celebratory cannon fired at baby shower. Uh, I, so okay, how do you tell a kid? Like, what what what's the proper age to tell a kid that? Uh, their baby shower or their gender reveal party resulted in a death yeah, or 16. a natural disaster. 16, they'll be like, oh, badass. Um, so this, it wasn't like a gender reveal. It was a baby shower, but they were doing a gender reveal at the baby shower. They're like, we found a way to make this unproblematic. We're going to have the gender reveal party at the baby shower so then people can't get mad at us for doing something stupid at a baby shower, which is more traditional. Yeah, and they're like, look, it, we're just going to use this cannon. It's a non-firing cannon. No cannonball in it. We just, you stuff a bunch of gunpowder or whatever. I don't know. They're very cool when used properly. Yeah, this one, uh, they must have stuffed it. I don't know what happened, but it, the whole thing fucking exploded. It just turned into shrapnel and, uh, yeah, killed a guy. Yeah. So it kind of ruins the mood. Kind of curses that child's life a bit, you would think. I've seen these, when I was a kid, uh, one of my dad's friends had one. And he, every time we'd go over to his place, he'd set it off. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I (laughs) mean, look, there's a lot of cool shit we can get into here in this country, but a lot of it's dangerous. Yeah. And just you know, one guy dies at a baby shower. Oh, you got to shut down the entire miniature cannon, cannon industry? Yeah, I mean... Uh, the, the cannon industry needs to set in a surrogate. You can pry my cannon from my cold, dead hands. Yeah. Or the cold, dead hands of my brother-in-law at my kid's baby shower. Oh, one guy blew his hand off using a potato gun that he made out of PVC pipe, and now we all can't do it? I made one of those as a kid. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. He's the, the aerosol spray. 
Yeah. Like a little, a little hole in. You spray. Little, and yeah. the, uh, the uh, fire starter for the grill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those like uh, spark starters. Dude, Boom. you would never see the potato again. We fired it across the entire neighborhood. Oh, I like. I, the first, Did you shoot it at something? Yeah, we had like a an old piece of plywood, and yeah. I fired the potato at it from like thirty feet away, and it fucking shattered the plywood. Yeah, of course. And I think my dad immediately was like, "Oh, this is a lot more dangerous than I remember." Of course it is. <laughs> we shot it into the air, and it, it must have cleared the entire neighborhood. And someone had a potato in their backyard or got hit. It's by raining one. potatoes. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, a lot of fun when we were kids. 90-year-old man spends $10,000 on two ads in the Wall Street Journal to tell AT&T CEO about his slow internet service. And by God, it shouldn't have, like, he shouldn't have had to do this, but it worked. AT&T, like, personally, the CEO personally called him. This guy lives near here. He lives in North Hollywood. Yeah. And he's just like, I've been a customer since the 1960s. I've been literally an AT&T loyal customer for 60 years, and this internet is bullshit. And I'm 90 years old, and I got all this money I I saved up intelligently, and it's like, I'm probably going to die any day now. So I'm going to use that money, whatever. To spite. The, it's spite money. Yeah, it's spite money. Yeah. I'm going to, like, I, I admire that. When I'm that old, I will be just publishing ads <laughs> in newspapers all the time just for yeah. kicks. Oh, who am I kidding? There won't be newspapers. <laughs> You'll have to invent a newspaper. Yeah. The, the weekly I'll, complainer. I'll start, I'll start a newspaper. Yeah, the weekly complainer. Yeah. 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 And everyone, instead of buying classified ads, can buy ads that bitch out companies that they're mad at. Yeah. And it all goes to the CEOs. That's how you uh, see profit in journalism. And you that's, just make the whole thing out. You make your money by, uh, like, you know how, like, sorry, kids. You know how the phone book used to be? Yeah. If you didn't want to be in the phone book, you had to pay extra that's to not right. be in the phone book. Yeah. The, the Weekly Complainer, Elliot's newspaper, you have to pay money to not receive it. Yeah. Like, if you're a CEO of a company, you ha- like, you're going to get that newspaper in your mailbox unless you pay a certain amount of money. Yeah. We can make these, uh, we make this newspaper go away real easy. <laughs> All you got to do is... But no, I like the guy up. for it. It's funny. Uh, yeah, he's he's from this area. He bitched about it. And then the CEO of at was like, all right, sorry, we're going to... But you shouldn't have to take out a $10,000 ad in Wall Street Journal. This is the level of petty I hope to aspire to someday. Utah lawmakers reject a bill that would require teaching consent in sex education classes. And I didn't know this, but Utah is below... It's like one of the safest states... In every category of violent crime, except for domestic, except violence. for sexual assault, yeah, and domestic, which violence, is yeah. higher than the national average. Yeah. Um, also, it makes more sense that they're not teaching consent in sex ed because they're not teaching sex in sex ed there. Yeah, especially in yeah, in like Salt they, Lake with the Mormonism being. But it's uh, the, the entire fucking yeah. state. Like they, their curriculum is abstinence-only education, and it's all about like monogamy and marriage yeah they don't tell you anything about like how sex works i might be wrong about that if you're from utah let, let us know. know yeah but it's, it's also fucking it's like, wild it's also crazy the the times that i've been there like you the alcohol thing is weird because if it's like brewed there you can yeah. go as buck wild as you want but yeah. no imported uh alcohol over a certain utah amount. has a lot of really good breweries. yeah they do and great whiskey and but all kinds of stuff. if you're buying beer from like one of those government owned like and all beer stores, liquor stores are like government yeah it's idea. like 2.5 percent alcohol it's we yeah, I, I like i remember getting fucking tanked at like the salt lake city airport i was like <laughs> this is weird yeah well they have all these great beers on tap but like i'm in utah where like drinking is almost illegal I like Utah. I've never had a bad experience there. Beautiful state. Mm-hmm. iPhone and iPad users can't Google search the word Asian because Apple's adult filters think it's probably all porn. This is so funny. Yeah, you can't even Google like Asian food, Asian restaurant near me. It's mm-hmm. just no results. You, um, you fucking sorry. pervert. <laughs> 
we, we, we think you're searching for big anime titties, and we do not like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Yeah. No Asian for you. You fucking pervert. You weeb. You weeaboo. Go eat your mayonnaise sandwich and be happy with it. No delicious Asian food. Morgan Wallen's album sales surge after video shows him using racial slur. Of course. What a country. <laughs> this, guy, this guy says the N-word, calls someone that, gets caught on video, and people are like, Hey, I'm going to check this guy out. I'm going to give this guy some money. I've been looking for some new tunes. Yeah, not enough country artists are just uh, outwardly racist anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's refreshing <laughs> to have a just out-and-out racist yeah. that I can listen to and know that they feel the same way about minorities that I do. A lot of these guys, your your Luke Bryans and whatnot, they uh, you know, a little bit too woke for my taste. I miss the old David Allen Coe's. Oh Jesus! <sighs> Probably the the worst part about David Allen Coe's, like aside from the terrible song, the, the <laughs> yeah. extreme racism, yeah. like the songs kind of do slap. <laughs> yeah, like it sucks, but you can't enjoy them because it's just like the ramblings of a Klansman. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, the backing music, pretty good. Tell you what's good. That new Chris Stapleton album. There's, I'm probably going to get roasted for that, but I think it's fantastic. I, Maybe real country heads hate it. I don't know. I think it's fantastic. Well, what even is a real country head anymore? There's like... Yeah, I don't know. Because like, there's the bro country. Yeah. There's and then Florida there's, Georgia Line. And there's, I mean, uh, yeah, the mainstream Nashville. Oh, you know who's great is uh, Jonathan Wilson. I believe he worked on uh, some Father John Misty albums, but he has a solo country project and it's just him. Oh. And it's great. It's great. All right. Yeah. Jonathan Wilson. But Chris Stapleton, great, like, uh, slow songs. And they also has, I think it's called Arkansas. It's a real fucking slapper. Just, like, billy, billy, billy. Kind of like uh, bur- uh, uh, Smoking the Bandit style oh, fun country. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah. Nice. So listen to that stuff instead yeah. of Morgan Wallen. <laughs> Don't reward racism, you listen fucking to the weirdos. J- Jonas, uh, uh, Jonathan Wilson. It's a gr- it came out last year. Great album. Great also album. watch How To with John Wilson. Yeah, speaking, it's a great Speaking of Jonathan Wilson's yeah. great show. Suspect wearing superhero branded mask uses sword to steal Magic the Gathering cards. <laughs> and now that I'm into it, I can see why these are, you know, a valuable commodity. They I've are. been super into Magic the Gathering since October, if you haven't been following me on Twitch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I have like 400 hours. I've been playing in- this game for 10 years, and this fucking Johnny come lately. Yeah, he said he's only been playing for like three months. They- I do enjoy it. It's been my pandemic-like thing that I learned. I should have learned some. I was trying to learn piano, and instead I learned Magic the Gathering, which is, I don't think, a fair trade-off. I, yeah, I'm trying to learn like sheet mu- reading, like actual piano music theory right now, and it fucking sucks. Yeah. It's like, I'm just like, God damn it. I, I, I learned all this shit when I was a a small child, and I, of course, immediately forgot it because I'm like, "This is lame. I want to yeah. play soccer." But and no, now that I'm now that I'm knee deep in the uh, the Magic community, and I, I understand everything and the collectible aspect and all that, I I all these stories about people like getting insane over these cards make sense to me. Someone yeah. posted like that clip from years ago where uh, it was like the I can't even remember the account name, but it's no context internet for day for today. Yeah, posted a clip of us talking about Magic the Gathering, and I was like, "Oh God, am I going to talk shit about the game in this five year old clip?" And it was us talking about a similar situation where someone got stabbed over magic cards. Yeah. It's uh it's real serious. Yeah. But yeah, this guy wearing a mask of the flash had us he's just putting like boxes of packs in his backpack and he got caught and they're like, What the fuck are you doing? He like, unsheathed the sword, he's like, Nothing personal, kid. I don't know if he said that, but he probably did. Going after the black lotus. Yeah. yeah. Teleports behind you. Ex-Trump lawyer Sidney Powell hires Lynn Wood for defamation case. Oh, my God. And Did, he, like, I don't know why they haven't sued him. He's, they've given him a cease and desist. Yeah. And, like, 
They've uh, requested like well, now it's double jeopardy because he's in the he's in the case. Yeah, I don't know like what the, the like this is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think any lawyer, any real lawyer, would advise like representing a client who's being sued for doing something you also did mm-hmm. and have been like uh, approached with lawyers about. Seems Look, like a bad idea, but I, I'm excited for this trial. I can't remember if Court TV still exists or not, but I would watch this the same way people watched the OJ trial in the mid-90s. Well, the thing is, like a lot of, not every jurisdiction, but a lot of jurisdictions, their entire court proceedings are now like just live streamed to you YouTube. Go. So, um, we YouTube live this. Yeah, be yeah. real exciting. And final headline, eight-year-old calls out NPR for lack of dinosaur <laughs> stories. And he's not wrong. Specifically, he's like, my my mom likes to listen to all things considered in the car, but, but it they seems, don't consider dinosaurs. It seems like you haven't considered all things, <laughs> such as dinosaurs. Yeah, it seems you're you're mostly considering some things, mostly yeah. politics. What about dinosaurs? They they were cool about it. They were like, "You're right, kid. You're right. We looked it up. We haven't talked about dinosaurs much, so we're gonna let you interview a paleontologist." Yeah, and he did. It was a fun little segment. It was yeah, nice. that's great. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, and you know, one day this kid's gonna have a whole dinosaur show on his local NPR station. Let's talk dinosaur things considered. <laughs> yeah. And the, and if you contribute to his local NPR show, you'll get a dinosaur tote bag. Left, right, dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Dino talk. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, wait, don't tell me which dinosaur it is. Uh, <laughs> I, I would love, I, I've listened to that show more and more, and all I keep thinking is how do we get on this show? Because I am, would be so good at that trivia. I can't go on Schmodown. I suck at movie trivia. Yeah. But pop culture and current event trivia. Yeah, I no, I, Every time I listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, it's just the weekly weird news headlines from the previous week. Yeah, pretty much. I fucking killed it. Same with, uh, because I've been watching uh, Jeopardy a lot more. Because I started, like, just watching to see how Ken Jennings would do as a host. And it just so happens, like, pretty much every night that it's on is when I'm usually cooking. Yeah. Uh, And I've done pretty well at Jeopardy recently. I'm not good at it. I'm real bad. I'm chalking it up to stopping drinking. My brain is back in in new and exciting ways. Could be. It's going to get too big soon. Uh, Anyways, that's it for Weekly Weird News this week. Check out both of our uh, most recent episodes over here, and we'll see you guys soon for uh, just another fun week. Have a great, uh, you know, if you're celebrating President's Day, I don't know how you would celebrate it. Um, You know, we kind of just let Donald Trump get off scot-free, so, but enjoy the day off. Yeah, yeah. If you have it off. If you have it off. Maybe all your days are off. That could be true, too. Anyway. Enjoy yourself. We live in a society. Oh, God. Goodbye.